Welcome to an inspirational message by Pastor Harold Weiss, Senior Pastor at Little Falls Christian Center. We thank you, Almighty God, that you are so detailed in the way that you care for us, in the way that you provide for us. You are God forever. There is none besides thee, O Lord. And we recognize that. And we fully understand that you are the substance of our hope, of all the things that we hope for. And that faith comes by the hearing of your word. As we live in a world that is literally upside down, we thank you that you have placed us on our feet. And we are standing and we are not catching the storm, but we're continuing in the fear of the Lord. Bless your eternal word, O Lord. And may you be blessed, for to you belong all. From you comes all. And to you we ascribe all the glory for everything, but all things that exist, all the favors, all the grace, even the grace which comes through our faith in you. And we know, Lord, and we decree. I have long time said this, and it's part of my system. The only thing to be feared is the fear of the Lord. The rest, irrelevant. I thank you for it. Let the eternal word speak in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, you know, it's about time. I would think I've had a lot of people asking me a lot of questions concerning the time of the end. And uh, there's a lot of fear going around, immense fear. Multitudes are in the valley of decision. And for now more than, oh, I think it's far more than 30 years, actually, I've just studied on this. It goes as long as my walking with God. I have studied the end times and I've studied what goes on. So I realize as I talk to people that they know they don't know what they don't know, that they are without knowledge and there's huge ignorance that makes room for huge insecurity. People are insecure. People do not know what is going on. Now, I'm therefore going to start in these gleanings of the prophetic. This morning, tonight, very important. I always think to myself, what could be more important than the word of God on this planet? Because Christ is the word that's become flesh. And this is the day of the Lord. And so tonight I'm continuing with the same theme as I talk about the end of the world and what must happen now and what is busy happening so if I look at 2 Thessalonians chapter number 2, it says these words, Let no one deceive you by any means, I repeat, for that day will not come, which is the day of the Lord, uh, unless the falling away comes first. The word falling away is the Greek word apostasia. If we look at that word apostasia, it means rebellion against God. It means falling away, it means turning away or forsaking God, as simple as that. 
So the coming of the Lord is preceded by apostasy. Now, a lot of people have been walking around and a lot of people have been saying, yes, well, you know, there's going to be a revival. The way I see it is that at the end of days, it's not going to be an apostasy. Uh, a revival, but before the coming of the Lord, there's going to be an apostasy. What is the very, which is the very thing that is busy happening on the planet right at this time. So therefore, saying that, there must come a point where the iniquity of this earth gets so bad that God starts as man starts withdrawing himself, like in the days of the building of the Tower of Babel, to do their own thing, throwing overboard all that God has to offer in this everlasting word of his, all that he has in his covenant for us, no longer believing even in his existence. Why? Because they have not seen him. And science is based on that which you can see, that which you can touch. Hence, we find the book of 1 John, where the apostle says, that which we've seen, that which we've touched with our own hands, and that which we've handled. In other words, he's busy getting into the physical realm, and he's saying that Jesus was around us in a physical form. We've seen him with our eyes. We've touched him. We've handled him. We were with him. Go read the book of 1 John chapter number 1, and you'll see that. Uh, it, it deals with the physical realm. But what about the, the non-physical realm? We have to understand that in the non-physical realm, there are forces at work way more powerful than in the limited space-time continuum physical realm, way beyond it. And if you understand that the non-seen realm is indefinitely, infinitely more powerful in influence on mankind than what is just the mere senses of the human body, etc., etc. Because from the unseen, everything that goes on in the scene is controlled. God sits on the throne. He sits above the circle of the earth. Everything is naked and open before him. He controls. He sits on the throne. He's still there. He will always be there. Then also there are the forces of darkness, which Paul describes as the principalities, the powers, the rulers of the darkness of this age, and the spiritual host of wickedness, the heavenies. We know that a third of the angels, uh, Revelation chapter number 12, uh, was dragged out by the tail of the dragon, thrown down on the earth, and caused all the calamity and all the unclean spirits, etc., etc. I wish I had more time to properly explain this to you because it takes time to dig deep into the stuff. The fact of the matter is that these spirits are there, but then there are also the holy angels. And the holy angels, Hebrews chapter number 114 says in the Amplified, are they not ministering spirits sent forth in service of those who have obtained salvation? So what I see everywhere I look in the New Testament, I mean, read it for yourself. You will see that a falling away must come first. Many preachers are walking around with a hope. And I, like I say, it's a good hope that they say there's going to be a revival. I just don't see it in the scriptures. 
if I see it in the scriptures, somebody can show me where in the scriptures, then okay, then I will take another look at it. And I would like to look at the Greek construct because if you look at it, you don't see it. But what you do see is that there is a falling away. In other words, apostasy. In other words, the Spirit expressly speaks, says Paul the Apostle, that in the last days, perilous times shall come. Hard to deal with, very difficult to handle. Situations wherein people find themselves. It will be a time of difficulty. Now, concerning the mark of the beast, I... Uh, want to go to Revelation chapter number 13 and verse number 11 and bring you a clarity concerning the mark of the beast. Here it says, And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth. He had two horns like a lamb. This is the false prophet. He spoke like a dragon. And he exercises all the authority of the first beast, which is the Antichrist, in his presence. And he causes the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. He performs great signs so that he even makes fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. And he deceives. The devil is called the deceiver of the nations. And of course, this false prophet is in his service. And so he deceives those who dwells on the earth by those signs which he was granted to do in the sight of the beast, telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image to the beast who was wounded by the sword and lived. He was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many who would not worship the beast, the image of the beast to be killed. He causes all, now please listen, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads, and that no one may buy or sell except the one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the name of his number, which if you read on, you see it says, here's wisdom, name of his number is the number of a man in the next verse, and the number is triple six. Now, take a look at the story there in verse 16. He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark, I'm reading New King James literal translation, please follow me now very carefully, to receive a mark on their right hand or, or on their foreheads. People see it as on right hand and forehead. It says or. And that word or in the Greek is the word ae, which simply means these words. It means, it means uh, either or. In other words, you have it either on your right hand or on your forehead, not both places. 
and says, a right hand, a mark on your right hand or your forehead. So they receive the mark of the beast. What happens now is very important because it instantly affects the construct of man. The Bible talks about the DNA and the Bible says the construction of man, DNA, and then it says yod hey vav hey, which in Hebrew is 10, 5, 6, 5. Those are the numbers. That is the code of the name of the Almighty God. So the DNA are like spirals with little uh, S's, what they call S's in between in, in the land of Israel. Uh, the Israel scientists called the S's. Uh, and these little S's are broken up in numerics. And those numerics are the exact spelling, like a watermark, like a brand, on each little, each little, can I say, step of the ladder of the spirals. It's called the S's. On each of them is the numeric value in the Hebrew, in the Aramaic, yod hey vav hey. In other words, your construct, O God-fearer, O believer in the Lord, of your entire system, of your DNA, which is your, it's like you would say the backbone, the construct of man. That DNA carries trillions of times in it. yod hey vav yod hey vav all over. And if you look at the numerics of that construct, then you begin to realize that it is the direct handiwork of the Almighty God for he made man in his image and likeness. Though we know the story of the chromosomes and we know certain chromosomes are being targeted. One specific chromosome is being targeted so that you would be unable to, in your emotion towards God, in your devotion towards God, experience just exactly that. No emotion, no devotion, just an absolute, like a blank spot when the word God comes up and we're talking about the Almighty God or the name Jesus, so that no one who receives the mark of the beast will be able to say, Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. They can't say it because I've looked at these implants that they have been developing. And it is the most amazing things to see. And this, these ultra secret products, which is no secret if you're in the know, uh, are like less than the size of, um, I would say, uh, a piece of rice. It's actually smaller and it is very hard. If it is cut open through a laser cutter, only can be cut because it's that hard. Inside little tunnels, it's carbon tunnels, and it is capable of communication with the beast, which is the Antichrist and the false prophet. So everything you do, everything you think of, where now God, God controls your mind 
and you give your mind to God and you fill it with the word of God and you can think as much as you want to, as much as you will, in this book you can think of God all the time. Then you will not be able to. And therefore, those who have received the mark of the beast from uh, the book of Revelation 14 and all the way through to the judgment day, those who have received the mark of the beast on their right hand or foreheads are cast along with the beast, the false prophet, and the dragon, which is the old serpent and Satan himself, into the eternal lake of fire and brimstone. All the wicked dead then in Revelation chapter number 20 follow on and they fill up. Okay, let me see here and read you this particular section of scripture. Isaiah 5.13. Therefore, my people, as a result of what I've just told you about, about the mark of the beast on the right hand, or, and it says so in the Greek, I have checked it thoroughly and properly. And anyone, even if he's whatever professor, to what advanced state can check for himself? It's not, it's not and, it's or. Mark on the far, on the, on the right hand or on the forehead. Therefore, says the Lord in Isaiah 5.13, my people have gone into captivity because they have no knowledge. Their honorable men are famished and their multitude dried up with thirst. Therefore, Sheol, which is the, the realm of the netherworld of the right now, which is where the souls of the damned go to, to be tortured by demons in the pit below the surface of the earth by the multitudes. And they are tortured day and night, burning in flames that are there under the supervision of the devil himself. This is called Sheol. And it says Sheol has enlarged itself. Amplified Bible says, Bible says these words has made extra space for itself and open its mouth beyond measure, their glory and their multitude and their pomp. And he who is jubilant shall descend into it. People shall be brought down. Each man shall be humble. And the eyes of the lofty shall be humbled, but the Lord of hosts shall be exalted in judgment. And God is holy, who is holy, shall be hallowed in righteousness. Then the lambs shall feed in their pasture, and the waste places of the fat one strangers shall eat. Woe to those who draw iniquity with cords of vanity, falseness. They draw iniquity through falseness into their lives. That falseness is, I can do what I want. Once saved, I'm always saved. It doesn't matter how long. I better close here and continue with the next session. It doesn't matter how long uh, I've, I've been saved. You know, if I do this, if I do that, I commit adultery and I go sleep with this woman. My wife doesn't know about I do this and I practice iniquity, which means twistedness, as a way of life. As a way of life. I practice it. There comes a point where the grace of God ends and judgment comes in. 
when iniquity is fulfilled and the person is sent down in the netherworld to be tormented by demons to meet him there in the pit in the lake of fire. Now, I can continue after this and I will talk about it tonight because it is that important because so many questions are being asked by so many Christians, you know, uh, medical questions and all kinds of questions that are being asked by the people at the moment at this time. I look at it and I just give a smile. In fact, the other day, somebody sent me a message and it's somebody I really love. Uh, it's just, just a friend. And he said, well, the mark of the beast uh, uh, and the beast is now going to be at some kind of uh, advertisement. I didn't bother to read the whole thing. It's going to be announced this week. And I answered with one word on the SMS, trash. Because the beast cannot manifest as long as the salt and the light of the world, the church is here. Have you ever heard of the catching away of the church? Before all this must happen. I say again, before. With total, absolute boldness, confidence, I know this book. And much of it sits in my memory. And therefore, I say to you today, according to this book, which is the Bible, there will indeed be an apostasy. And indeed, it'll go to its pinnacle. And indeed, the Lord will come as a thief in the night. And indeed, there will be a taking away, a catching up of the saints in the light, which I've experienced in a vision. They will be taken up to heaven, to a place of glory. I'm not capable of describing because I've seen it in the visions of the night. And therefore I'm saying to you, like the apostles would say, repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out and times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, that he may send Jesus, whom heaven must retain until the restoration of all things. Then would come the millennial reign. There is a time that a king shall reign in righteousness and uh, the judgment of the world shall be upon his shoulders and he will rule the nations with a rod of iron. I continue tonight. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.